Someone will not walk away. I'm gonna make your life a living hell! Survive a battle of attrition. This is just power versus speed. Can the technical prowess of David overcome the brute force of Goliath? This thing's got the ingredients of an explosion. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen? Survive, Survive. the night. Can this man trust anyone? Your fate is in their hands. Will he lose the life he has created? Survive. Survive. Survive the demons. By God, I've been chosen to bury the Undertaker alive. He is the face that decides the fate of all men. Can the darkness of his soul be overcome? Is this the man to put an end to his tyranny? There comes a time where you have to be held accountable for your actions. What shadows live in these men's souls? Defy destiny. Cheat. Fate. Sidestep certain damnation. Survive. What are you willing to do to survive? Hiya! Ruthless aggression! It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, and what success, stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the end of the I Can Make Tommy Dreamer Drink Tobacco, My Yard, Big Dogs, Motorbikes, Disciples of Apocalypse. It's time to say goodbye to the biker character portrayed by one Mark Calloway that was big evil bugger red. As it's time... For buried alive, ambulance matches. It's gimmicks galore as it's Survivor Series 2003. As always, I'm your host Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready? I suppose I have to be. I, it was alright. It I was thought, okay, but 2002 was better. Well, I think because that had an end goal of everyone was watching that pay per view because they wanted to see the first ever. Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. What did this have the first ever of? Note. So they're, they're straight away. But, you know, it's. Yeah, the Buried Alive match. We've not had one of them uh, it was, since 99, It was gimmicky. Yeah. It was just. It was gimmick heavy for a Survivor Series. It was um, a sort of pay per view that could have been a backlash. Or un yeah. Unforgiven or, or an Armageddon or something like that. Not a Survivor. Granted, you got two Survivor Series matches, but we'll get onto them a little bit later. Um, but yeah, for me, it just felt like, yeah. That's what you should be. You should be elimination matches. Oh, oh my. The, the unfortunate thing is, it's never ever been like that again. And the, 
you can see why Survivor Series got to the point where Vince, a few years back, he got rid of it and he was like, no, Survivor Series for me, now get rid of it now. And then brought it back because people were like, well, it is one of the staple five or four, staple four back in the day. Um, but it's never going to be Survivor Series again, is it? No. And this certainly fucking wasn't. Um, did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? No, but can I guess what match it was? Well... There Since... seems to be a certain match missing from the yeah, match card. Which really annoys me. Um, but yeah, Tajira versus Jamie Noble for the Cruiserweight title. So this is Tajira that you'll be asking why is he being bumped to the pre-show. It's like 2018 where matches that shouldn't be bumped are getting bumped in fucking order for nobodies. Granted, right with Randy Orton and Eric Bischoff and stuff like that, I got TV time, etc. Yeah. But Eric Bischoff and Randy Orton get TV time a little bit later on. Yeah, it was exactly... this was this was designed to give the coach airtime and to give the fucking well, he gets it, later Dallas Maverick fucking oh it was Mark Cuban airtime, um, but yeah so that was bumped from the main show for, to the pre-show. Uh, Tadgers got the win. Now speaking of Tadgers, as we mentioned in the last episode, it now has a little bit of backup with uh, Akio and Sakoda, and we asked the wonderful universe to come up with uh, suggestions. For the name of this new trio, as the original suggestion was rejected by Tajiri because the Yakuza is the name used for the actual Japanese Mafia. Against my better judgement. Right, so I've, I've selected... So, so we, I want you to tell me <laughs> Yourself then, before we get to actually what people have said. Um, do you have any, any suggestions yourself? Um, the only suggestions that I could think of a bit too racist. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be like that, Michael. No, that's why I'm not yeah. saying him. Chop suey <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, Sushi squad. <laughs> so, a few, a few that I liked. I liked one, um, some of these Twitter handles. The majority of these from Twitter. And some of these Twitter handles, as we... This is what I fucking hate about this. I can never pronounce them. Like, Jehudi Pie. I think that's a play on that PewDiePie. YouTube Must guy, uh, the Yakuza, and there was a few of these where people were taking Yakuza and putting various little twists on it just by taking away letters and adding letters. So mm. I don't know why WB could, but again, would Tajiri in his mind he'd be looking, well, they're not stupid, they'll be able yeah. to see the link. It needs to be something completely away from that. Um, at M Weaver 1986, the Samurai Cops. Works, I guess. Yeah. At Disaster Beta 01. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Rising Sun Mafia. It's kind of the Yakuza. Yeah. Uh, at Bonzo E92. The, t the Tajiri Experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not racist or anything, so. Uh, at Ash Versus. The Meaty Boys. The Meaty Boys. I question the Meaty Boys. And he delivered a, a, a gif of, of this. Watch. <laughs> 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 so it's a gif we put together from the old World Bodybuilding Federation and Vince's famous gif of him getting excited over everything. It was, was it originally Trish Stratus? Stacey. Stacey, was it, that originally got excited over? He did a table dance. Um, at Chrissy1992. The Un-Americans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if the Un-Americans approve. 
Japanese edition. Yeah. Uh, at AC underscore Notling one, the Yoshihiro clan. I like it because it's a play on obviously Tajiri when it was Yoshihiro Tajiri yeah. originally, wasn't it? Was it yeah, in ECW. Yeah, in ECW. Uh, at Love Gun Thirteen, Kayentai Two Point Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and at Love Gun Thirteen again, SWAT, Sack, Wang, and Tadgers. So they are choices, unless you want to make a, an option of your, a choice of your own. I think we'll just go with classic Kaintai 2.0. Kaintai 2.0, indeed. <laughs> choppy, choppy people. <laughs> so, so let's get on then to Survivor Series itself. Do you want to talk some buy rates, Michael? Let's hear it. Surprising everybody, everybody is massively up. On last year's Survivor Series. Wow. Believe it or not. Uh, they showed in 450,000 buys. Up more than 32% from one year earlier. Now, I suppose when you've got a Buried Alive match, an Ambulance match, Goldberg title defense, a do or die match involving Austin. There's a lot of special attractions, as I said. It yeah, is gimmick it's... heavy, isn't it? So that's what's going to bring in. It's uh, gimmick heavy, sip, sip heavy. And it's Survivor Series. It's yeah. a name. Do you know what I mean? If you used to watch wrestling in the 80s and 90s and probably stopped watching it, Survivor Series, it's a series. name, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, the event was little more than 28,000 buys away from being the most bought Survivor Series ever up to this point. Incredibly, Survivor Series 1998 did 478,000 buys for the Deadly Game Tournament. I was about to say, yeah. was that Deadly Game? Um, it even narrowly beat out the 1999 show and convincingly topped 2,000. So it's held its own against probably one of the most watched times within mm. WWE's era. Do you know what I mean? And 98 still held its title as the most watched Survivor Series of that time. Um, Survivor Series 2003, 17th annual Survivor Series. And we are sponsored by Xbox. Because Bill Gates needs more. <laughs> 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 Fucking know how. 16th November 2003 is the day and time. And we are the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Um, the attendance, 13,487. Which, if we're comparing it to like Rolling Smackdowns. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hell of a movement. But it's still like... But because it's a Survivor Series. Yeah, but you still think it's... I know it's... 2003 isn't pretty. Do you know what I mean? We've nearly done it all now and it's took a hell of a long time and it's not been pretty. This is like two years since but we released it... 2002. <laughs> yeah, yeah 13,000 people in an arena to see a WWE Survivor Series. Just doesn't seem like that many people are asked. And 400, not half a million buys. It just, it doesn't, yeah. And, oh, were you hyped? Back then? Were you 13, 14, 15 yeah, back then? Back then, yeah, I was. So you don't take a kick Vince McMahon's ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he fucking certainly does that. Missed out and one then, piece of offence. And hoping Austin was going to, team were going to win. Yeah. Yeah. But I, back, back when I was 13, I was a proper mark. <laughs> bigger mark than I am now. So, uh, he comes back in six fucking weeks. We'll get to this in a bit more detail a bit later. Six weeks, Michaels must be pissed. He did all that effort, all that effort, and he's back in six fucking weeks. And Michaels don't even bring it up to him. No, we never get the end of this. We never get him saying, now nah, then, 
What the fuck are you doing back? Added all that for I you. I fought for you. <laughs> you asked me to be your friend and I fought for you. <laughs> Why are you staring at that way and that way at the same time? It's like, Sean, I'm over here. Sean, <laughs> I'm behind you. I'm in front of you. <laughs> um, opening intro video. Um, are you ready to survive? Did you notice how they're both there? We've got Grizzly Man and we've got Creepy Old Woman. Both voices were there going, are you ready to survive? It's all about surviving. Are you ready to survive? We're going to survive tonight. Survival! That's all it was. It was spliced in clips of all the uh, packages and promos and everything that we're going to see a little bit later in more yeah. detail. We had little snippets of all that with it was weird. survival. It was weird, I thought. Are you ready to survive? I'll survive this one. <laughs> we opened the show with some traditional Survivor Series action as Bradshaw, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, John Cena and Kurt Angle take on A-Train, WWE United States Champion Big Show, Matt Morgan, Nathan Jones and WWE Champion Brock Lesnar. So why is the WWE Champion on the curtain jerk? I... I I understand to start with uh, a Survivor Series match because it gets the crowd hyped and yeah. you couldn't really start with... The other one. No, but again, though, is that not what ke they keep saying? We keep reading it from the dirt sheets. SmackDown are constantly the B-show. You may have got Always the WWE is. Champion, which should be the highest belt within the WWE, but well, it it's isn't. Not Triple H is going for. It's not the one that Triple H is going for. Exactly. Exactly, but yeah, should that title be on Raw, it wouldn't have been opening the show. No, that match would have headlined. Should Austin and Bischoff, that confrontation and all this storyline, be happening on SmackDown, that would have opened the show. Yeah. But Austin then wouldn't have been part of it because he's too big for SmackDown. SmackDown will always be the B-show. Yeah. Always. Always. He always will be, which is a shame. Always, always, but it's always been the better show, and that's what B stands for, because we're the B team, B team, go, go, go. I fucking love the B team. I've heard the other themes. Oh, it was, yeah, it was too over. That was not designed for somebody like Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. I was at fucking um, the pop when they were champions. When they came out the first night as tag champions to that music. Fucking yeah. boom. And Vince were like, nope, these are jobbers. These need jobber music. B team. B stands for best. <laughs> um, so, meat. A lot of meat on Team Brock Lesnar. Yeah, nearly £2,000. We have making his pay-per-view debut. Matt Morgan. He will go on, as we mentioned, to big and better things. And making making his one and only pay per view appearance because WrestleMania doesn't count. He wasn't part of the match. He was originally part of the match. But then he was taken away. He's one big for Mania. Nathan Jones, and I must say, I quite enjoy listening to Nathan Jones's theme music again. It's a nice, it's remind. Do you know who needed that theme music? Can you remember Skinner? Skinner. Cro you, like a crocodile yeah, hunter. He, he wanted to be like <laughs> yeah. a crocodile hunter. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Skinner could have done with that theme music from back in the uh, new gen era. Um, John Cena comes out and cuts his uh, first pay per view rap and his new face slash tweener persona. 
Um, and for me, it's one of the more memorable raps. Looking, if you're looking back on the John Cena uh, Thugonomics gimmick, yo, yo, yo! This whole pay per view is ass backwards. The main event is on first. I came through the curtains like a fetus. The rest of them are just afterbirth. Uh, that's a great line. Nate Jones, Matt Morgan, they don't stand a chance. I guess Shane and Kane are going to have to make some room in that ambulance. That only works if you bend it with the American. Yeah, This got me a little bit, this one. I had to pause it. I spat out my drink. A-Train Brock, they need to talk to the grave digger. Hold on, John. Because <laughs> I know where the raspberry digger and you can't be going there. Now you've just turned face. But, oh, no. Oh no, he needs to say, he said he's burying both of them giants, they need to make that grave bigger. Yeah. Oh John, you had me on edge there at one point. There's only one of the words <laughs> I don't know, Tigger. <laughs> John Cena survives alone, I don't need a freaking stable. I wonder if I could trade in my four partners for a one night stand with Sable. It's a quite like line in the Michael Cole, uh, Taz goes, I wonder if I can do that with you. <laughs> uh, and Big Show, don't think I forgot about you, homie. He's a giant, but I'm a giant whistle. So go ahead and blow me. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was, uh, for me, that's one of Cena's more memorable raps. I thought yeah. absolutely brilliant. How sparkly is Hugo looking next to Carlos who's trying to grow a goatee? But why does he think it's stressed down Sunday? Well, he's got the, there's been a miscommunication somewhere, haven't they, in admin? Because one of them's got a message saying it's fucking party time and he's come in this whole gold suit with gold tie and everything. And other ones come with a polo shirt on and he's like, had a shave. <laughs> looking here, Macarena, not tonight. Uh, Michael Cole. He mentions how Farouk was taken out of the match after an attack by Big Show and Brock Lesnar and replaced by a hardcore fucking Holly. Bullshit. Now, Poor Farouk, man. does that mean that in an alternate universe somewhere, Farouk attacks Brock Lesnar, gets DQ'd, and Farouk fights for the world title at Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar? I'd rather see that. <laughs> Farouk versus Lesnar. <laughs> um, like... Classic Ron Simmons. Classic Ron Simmons. Oh, I, I would kick fuck out of him. And be, I know I want to see Blue Nation. I don't know. Farouk Assad. When he, you know, Blue Gladiator. Blue Gladiator Farouk. Yeah. Taz mentioned about Nathan Jones. He goes, that big boy looks jacked. His body's that big that his head's all swollen. Right. Um, I don't know if it works that does. way. Uh, I don't know if how much juice you're pumping and makes your head go up at the same time. His looks a bit too small for his body, if you ask me. And Michael Cole, he pipes in that Angle's put together a team of loners. So, just because nobody gets on with each other and there's no trust, I would now say that Kurt Angle's 2003 face, I won gold medals with a broken freaking neck gimmick, is a loner. Where does he get these? I don't fucking know. Probably fed from Vince because he's been even 2003. Vince is fucked. No wonder people say he's fucked now. Well, yeah, because he got to feed his daughter. <laughs> told his general manager and brought to have an affair with his wife. Yeah, because what? And then told him to take her. I'm going to get your wife raped by terrorists. <laughs> 2003, Vince is fucked. He's fucked. He's got. He's, he's rebelling against some inner demon he has. And it's what, being normal. I don't understand. 
And so the match, Okoholly, he attacks Brock in a cloud of smoke and he shoves the ref. Did you notice how the, the pyro had left yet again? Another paper yeah. left a big fucking. Imagine sitting on them first couple of rows, it sounds good in hindsight, but every fucking opening card, every opening match. For ages till that fucker clears, they must use some thick, weird pyro smoke. <laughs> pyro smoke? <laughs> some weird pyro that produces this smoke. Uh, so, Hardcore Ali, he attacks Brock, as I said, and the ref gets shoved. Now, to the untrained eye, they would think that Brian Hebner took one hell of a jump then, when Hardcore Ali pushed him. But, oh, no, 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 no! Hardcore is a cunt, and that's a rate shove. Yeah. That was a rate shove. And Alcohol gets eliminated straight away. Now, again to the untrained mind, you'd think that were it done. Because they mentioned as Alcohol made his day, uh, made his uh, entrance that it was the September whatever 2002 that Brock Lesnar broke his neck. Um, so that was it. Is that it? Is that the end? Are they going to have maybe a payoff on SmackDown? Oh fucking no. Why does this happen? This is going to lead all the way to the Rumble. And it's this is just the start. Why it ends up being Holly versus Brock for title? Because I don't know. Because SmackDown, SmackDown have gone weird. Ever since Paul Heyman has stepped away from being on the writing team, SmackDown has Just gone into Raw. In charge of the it's writing. It's turned now. into Raw. And who's in charge of the writing? Steph. There you go. There you go. It's this is she's copying what Daddy's doing on Raw. Yeah. Or Daddy's getting involved in everything. Do you know what I mean? We, we spoke about on the dirt sheet not long ago. I, I, forgive me for not remembering his name, but there was one of the main writers who's, who's left. So these, these are... Smackdown's not... People remember Smackdown in this era for that one year that was last year with the Smackdown 6. Yeah. This Smackdown is, is awful. It was okay, like, to build up to the summer. I don't know, for me, just too much has been McMahon. Every main event has been McMahon versus somebody. Yeah, the only thing that's done well over this is Lesnar and Angle and yeah. Benoit and obviously the rise of Cena and Eddie and the rise of Eddie so it's you, you, a portion of the Smackdown 6 plus Cena and Lesnar it's that's yeah. the it's Grand Edge it all went fucking Pete Tong mate when Edge got injured and I said that ages ago because we had to bring Rhino into it and look where it's got us now yeah where's Rhino as well <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he still Yeah, maybe. I think he's on SmackDown. He's not been injured, I don't think. So I'm sure this might be around the time he actually really gets released and goes to TNA, innit? But see, there's a very good, that's a very good fucking, yeah. See, I mean, he goes to TNA, very good. Jarrett's bodyguard, then wins the title from Jarrett. Yeah. No, I think you could be bang right there. Bang right. So, Alcohol has been eliminated. Uh, Bradshaw evens it up quickly with a clothesline from L on A Train in around 30 seconds. After A Train had gone for a Vader bomb in the corner, but JBL just stuck his fucking foot up in the air. A Train landed on that and he got wiped out. Rapid fire eliminations continue as Show sent Bradshaw home with a choke slam at around a minute, thanks to a beautiful assist from Big Nathan Jones with a little knee front elbow into the back. Um, I found it funny that the Green Giants weren't the first two eliminated from Lesnar's team. Yeah. Um, I also... I, I, the whole process of eliminations within this match, I find weird. Like, we have some quick eliminations early doors. Like, Brock's not the last And then it. Benoit gets beaten up for ages. Finally, the hot tag happens to Angle. Brock, halfway. It's just... Yeah, it's all a bit all a bit messed up. But remember, this is the same JBL. Well, this is... <laughs> from yeah. JBL. 
within less than six months. <laughs> uh, Cena, he tries for an FU, but he can't get him up and he takes a few shots until Brock enters the match. Cena tries a couple of pin attempts on Brock until Brock hits a mean looking clothesline which brings in a very noisy Matt Morgan. Very grunty as his uh, mechanist strikes. The Wet Dream Team, they take control over Cena again until Benoit makes a tag and goes to work on Lesnar. Lesnar takes control of a flying clothesline which brings in a big show. Big Show then lifts Benoit up for a massive gorilla press and Michael Cole quotes that twice at Survivor Series Big Show has won the WWE title. Uh, obviously back in yeah, 99 and then in last year. Um, he does stick around. He's never seen as like one of the all-time best, is he, Big Show? No, but he's, he always, always been he's always been there and been involved. Well, in, he's, he's always he's, been there since we've 20 started years, this. Now, right? yeah? oh, I know, that's fucking fair play. And him and Mark Henry, probably longest running WWE wrestlers. He's, I know Mark Henry's just semi, like, kind of fully so retired now, isn't he? No, he's still not had his retirement match. I want him... him still got his out Yeah, him and D'Lo Brown, maybe. One more match. Uh, Big Show hits his standing leg, leg drop uh, onto Benoit, but Angle makes the save. And the wet dream, they work over Benoit on the outside, but Team Lona is on the case for the save, and we get our first moment of the night of everyone getting involved around the ring. Uh, Benoit finally gets away from Morgan, and finally gets the hot tag to Angle, and Angle is on fire. Germans galore, things get confusing though, as the wet dream team, they start hitting each other, a, a big boot wipes out, is it Nate Jones onto Matt Morgan? Or Matt Morgan onto Nate Jones, oh, one of the two. Uh, All these greenies look the same to Oh, don't they just? Uh, angle, he's going fucking bonkers. Eliminates Matt Morgan with an angle slam around nine minutes. The straps are down, and Angle makes Jones tap to the ankle locker around nine and a half minutes. Only for Brock to nail him with the F5 and get rid of Kurt Angle. Uh, just short of ten minutes. Down to two on two. Angle's gone. Was not expecting that at no. all. At all, I thought the last two would be Angle and Brock, but again, it's showing the quickness of the Survivor Series how quick and snappy these pinfalls can happen. Benoit he goes to work over Lesnar, and Lesnar goes for an F5, but Benoit goes in for the crossface. Lesnar fights out, but gets put back in it, and Benoit flat out makes Brock the world champion tap at 11 and a half minutes. And so, does this make Brock look weak, mm -hmm. not being the last person on his team? 100%. Tap in, fair enough, because in this era, everyone taps. It doesn't make you look weak. You just moan about it. Like, Lesnar moans about it. Yeah. But but you're not looking... You're, you're, you're the world, world champion. champion. You, you should, should be going be. last. You should be going last. So, Big Show's left alone against Benoit and John Cena. Benoit tries a crossface, and Cena makes a blind tag. Chokeslam to Benoit, but here comes Cena with a well-placed right hand, full of steel chain. To allow Cena to pin Big Show uh, around 13 minutes to give Team Angle, Benoit and Cena the victory. Big Show, look at that, Benoit to the corner, knocking Cena off the apron, of course it is. What was, was, was there, a tag then? Yeah, was Brian Hebner said there was a tag made. Cena's the legal man. Chris Benoit, choke slam by the Big Show. Does, but Big Show know that Cena's legal. That's the Cena's got the chain! The chain to the star of the Big Show! Cena's legal! Oh my God! 500 pound FU! Team Angle for Team Angle! 
humongous right there John Cena with that chain to the 500 pounders head but what about the FU John Cena hoisting 500 pounds on his shoulder in delivering the FU to pick up the victory here you go we were wondering if these two athletes were able to get along part of Team Angle and by God they did it Cena and Benoit have had problems in the past Chris Benoit showing a lot of respect. Benoit don't do this often. And John Cena showing respect as well. That's cool. But do you ever think, Taz, we'd be saying this, that John Cena helped Team Angle pick up a victory? No, I never thought we'd be saying it, but we saw it. Great strength shown by Cena as all with F5. Rushed. 13 rushed, minutes. Yeah. Every match tonight is rushed so much. But... Like I said... Rapid elimination straight away. That's how you kick off a fucking show. That yeah. was brilliant. It was rapid eliminations. There was a lot of action going on. But I think because of having 10 in there as well, having five on five, mm. to get in, you've got to get nine eliminations in 13 minutes. You're practically going one a minute. Brilliant. But, as I said, but, yeah. Lesnar should not Lesner have been. Lesnar should have been at least the last person. By Cena or by Benoit. Fair enough. Have the spot of Lesnar tapping out, uh, being tapped out, as the spot that wins the match for Team Benoit. Get rid of Angle. Still have the spot with Angle. After he's got rid of Morgan and Nate Jones, have Lesnar then get rid of Angle, but then have Big Show go and Lesnar be against the well, two. Ref distracted with Benoit and Lesnar. Yeah. Ring, and then see, I've seen a hit Big Show. Yeah, do something Jay like that. Still have that segment, but keep Lesnar to the last one and Angle can be gone, like I said, if you want to go with that still. And have Benoit, if Benoit's going to be your champion like he's going to be, have him be the one that makes Lesnar tap. At the last elimination. 100%. Now, coming out of that opening contest, um, Kurt Angle, it's been reported that he's next injured again and he needs surgery again. Again? Possibly tomorrow. Again? Again. <laughs> again. Uh, so, Kurt Angle, maybe, maybe not. It's unconfirmed reports from the minds of the Meltzers. That Might have not backstage it. after the match he was holding his neck he was not not in a good place um be sad to see Kurt holds his neck after he sneezes <laughs> yeah <laughs> not as bad as it, i wonder which boy hurts more these days his neck or his knees because you don't he don't he, he's not got a crooked neck has he so he doesn't no, like it's, all, it's just it's swollen and it? it's massive but them knees it that looks painful looks painful and um, we go backstage and we see vince he goes to see his son he says, tonight, a father and a son are facing two brothers in separate matches. And this sort of faith, I feel, a higher power, a higher power is looking after me and is watching over us tonight. And Shane's like, um, yeah, I, I disagree. And I hope you get your ass kicked. Yeah. Hey. Listen, I, I, uh, just before your match, uh, I know you're preparing for your match and it should be a great one. Huh? I wanted to let you know how I'm feeling. Has it dawned on you what's going on? Has it dawned on you that it's a, a father's son competing in individual matches against two brothers, Kane and The Undertaker? When you think about that, it's, it's, it's ironic. Uh, there, there's a, there's a certain fate to it. There's a, there's a, 
a spirituality to it. Um, and, and, and I know that I'm feeling that. And, and I know I'm feeling protected by, by a higher power. And I'm just wondering how, how you feel. How, how, how do you feel? Do you feel the same? The only thing I'm feeling right now is sorry for you. Yep, that's good prediction by Shane. And then Vince leaves the room. He enters the hallway and him and Stone Cold approach each other for an odd segment where they just stand and laugh at each other for a bit. And, and then Austin stops. And then, and then he carries on. Carries on and, and then, then stops. stops again. I think because he knows what's going to happen, doesn't he? He's yeah. had a big Mark's had a chat with him in back and he's gone out then. You know what he did at Valentine's Masculine? I'm going to kick fuck out of him. Up next, Women's Championship, Molly Holly versus Leah. It's the big return. It's the big fucking Daniel Bryan storyline of recovering from injury and can she do it? Can she win out. the title? Um, it was the piss break of the, of the show. Um, do you notice how I uh, think don't mention the weights of the wood? Oh, it never does. He never does, because you can't, can you? Because, I don't know. We're 176 even, pounds. Even How now, much? Even now, though, it's like, Nia Jax is cause, only because she's fat. So it's only like, with your cousin, I remember back in the day when they go, weighing 450 pounds, you're like, fucking hell, I don't know what that means, but that sounds a great lot. They do that with Nia Jax because it's to create the giant illusion, but like, yeah. coming out weighing 120 pounds, 130 pounds, they just never have. And it's one of them things that, Maybe they will eventually start doing it, but nah, they don't say anything apart from Nia Jax, because look at me, uh, she's a fatty. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, Nia Jax, congratulations to We're Not The Rock and Sock Connection on yeah. the first ever Divas Tag Team Champions. Lovely belts, yes. gnarly tag team champions. I cannot stand either. They look like just kids. They look, they are everything that is wrong with WWE in push towards the, the bright purples and yellows and white it's, yeah. it's not the fucking new generation era anymore with all these bright colors do you know what i mean like you looked at granted style of the times were different then but you look back in this era where the how the women are dressed it's block color block color it's not this power ranger that's it bailey and they do they remind me of fucking power rangers the bailey and sasha banks yeah Fatten and the mate should have won. Nia Jax and Tamina should Either be the current Diva champions. Or Iconics. Yeah, because at least they're a tag team. At least they're not just two... Boss and fucking Ugg are like Air Boom. They're just two singles guys, that Divas, that they couldn't do nothing with and they pushed them together. 
and that's where you've got but yeah fantastic looking belts but what did you think did you watch elimination chamber uh i skipped it i actually watched the whole thing i didn't watch it live um i watched it after and i, I sat and watched the whole thing I watched it, was the, a, it was a good show it's a good show live, but... it's an awful chamber we said this last time it's crash mats it's an awful fucking chamber it's a but they do what they can with it and they make the best of what you've got and yeah bring back all this chain link and the steel grate you can do it out of plastic do you know what i mean you can do yeah. it where it done hurt i imagine that chain link hurt getting thrown into it time and time again especially in the modern day era uh, your fucking snickers and your big your coca-colas and your big brands now sponsored WWE. they've got to be careful of what they do and what they don't do in regards to yeah we know it's not real but stop pushing the boundaries yeah where so you've got to get and you've got to incorporate the crash mats and i suppose it did modernize the chamber but it has taken away a lot of the grittiness behind it it used to be oh, grimy wow. and gritty and you don't want to go and fate in that fucking night just looks like a bit of fun but the first one just looked sinister mm. it just looks like a playpen yeah oh no exactly that's what i mean it just looks like a big fucking bouncy castle uh did you notice um what was on molly holly's left arm as she uh i know she were in a black band she ch i thought was a lovely little throwback to obviously a storyline cousin um because obviously the, w, the wwe have not acknowledged it and as we yeah. spoke about i think because of their griminess behind the the death that mm. it's it looks like drugs are involved it was a, another restless house it's all a bit weird at the minute so WWE have not acknowledged it so fair play to either WWE not realizing or them allowing her to books everyone you you see them initials and knowing what's happened is you know who it's yeah about. exactly because you do plus uh, you know there was story of my relatives so they would have had a oh they would have been traveled together on the road and everything of course a hundred percent um lita obviously she's just returned from a lengthy neck injury and is it finally time for her to capture the women's championship um she you is probably think... one of the better uh loosely uh wrestlers on the divas division so you would think that it is now time to uh let's the end of the story with the comeback the big comeback story from the neck injury whichever wrestler again she's come back and she's had the trials and tribulations and she finally wins the title in a one-on-one -on -one match That's and then she goes on to bigger and better things but <laughs> did you notice that jerry uh did you pick up when he said it's raining hormones in the ring right now <laughs> how would you know <laughs> um molly she spent all the match going after the neck and the crowd did not give a fuck it's like imagine if this was daniel bryan coming back when he makes his big return yeah and his first match so there was so much emphasis on his neck injury and every movie did and every movie received where it was just a throwaway that molly was actually working over it was great it was one it was one of right and i'm gonna say it now this was one of the better matches purely down to the psychological aspect of it yeah there was so I'll much in psychology from her working on the neck and the crowd because it was the divas or because of whatever they would they didn't care they did not care did not care because elite needs to stop with the double selling she was overselling yeah. a lot yeah she? especially like landing on her head well when she missed the moonsault because yeah. ended when she missed the moonsault and she lands and she does a double she does she bounces again she is that's the thing though when someone that's had a neck injury and your main move is a really dangerous fucking fucking moonsault you're gonna injure somebody again uh you're gonna injure yourself sorry again or you're gonna injure somebody else 
It's it's a yeah. horrible. Look. I've never back when I was a kid. Lita's moonsault. Remember when she first debuted with Vesirios? Her moonsault was fucking exceptional. And there was this sexy little redhead coming down with his big shoulder tattoo. She looked fucking phenomenal to 13, 14 year old me. But that moonsault from that day on, looking back now from an adult, it's so dangerous. How yeah. it's, there's no arc in the move. It's just a, a straight. <laughs> I'm gonna jump backwards. <laughs> Get fucking ready. Um, so towards the end, as I said, Lita, she missed the moonsault, opened the door for Molly to connect with a Molly go-round. However, Lita, she got the shoulder up to the surprise of a lot of people. That was probably the only point the crowd woke up a little bit because that is Molly's finisher. Lita shunt the kicking out. So you'd think that Lita's going to rally and come back and get the victory. <coughs> like an old-school heel, Molly, she exposed the middle turnbuckle, sent Lita face-first into it to retain and still your women's champion in just short of seven minutes is Molly freaking Holly. Probably the best, because Jazz is not here in Victoria, don't get much TV time. The yeah. best wrestler they've got. Yeah. So, that's how that it should be, really. Yeah. Granted, as I said, Lita, they should have gone with that way. You would have thought it, storyline-wise. Storyline-wise, but if we're going on, actually... She's got a new book out. If we're going to say the best wrestler should be world champion, then the best one you've got at the minute is world champion. Yeah. Did you notice on the uh, replay? Uh, I didn't. Until you mentioned it off air, and then we sat and watched, and I did. Lita's uh, wardrobe malfunction, yeah. shall we say. Uh, we'll leave it We'll leave it there, and it wasn't the top half. Go back and watch, because on the network, is it still there, Michael? Yes? It is, yes. Yes. Um, it probably won't be after this episode. <laughs> Speaking as we're there, we didn't mention at the start, runtime. Uh, you watch on the network, I watch DVD as always, I around 2 hours and 51 I think it was. Uh, 2 hours 48 and 6 seconds. Still a minute and a bit, um, and as we spoke about, I believe it's the, you didn't get the advertisement Rick for Ric Flair's new DVD. No, so, I don't know why the network are taking these away because I'm sure... Well it's on the network isn't it? No, I, some of these aren't though, like some of like the original Brock Lesnar DVD one is not on the network. There's, there's, there's Shawn Michaels one that they advertised uh, on the DVD but didn't advertise on the network uh, back at Bad Blood I think it was a Judgment Day that's not on the network these network originals that have been created since the network came about like yeah. if you look at the network collections the NWO all that is is the snippets of the Nitro episodes where the NWO was there there's no like it's not a new documentary or anything like that they, they've created new content fake the faked new content just by splicing together old stuff the only good thing that's to worth worth watching on the network i believe is that, that from their own creations is the monday night wars up next ambulance match mcmahon versus and it all started with an assault by kane on shane's mother I'm going to make your life a living hell. You think you're going to stop me, Shane? A burning dumpster didn't stop me. 
crashing me into a tractor trailer didn't stop me. Don't you get it? There is nothing that can stop me. At Survivor Series, Kane, I guarantee you that one of us is going to the hospital. There is no amount of suffering which I will not inflict. I'm challenging you at Survivor Series, Kane, to an ambulance match. You need to feel my pain. I'm going to make your life a living hell. Survivor Series will be the end for you. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, they see the analyst getting in place. The final encounter between Shane McMahon and Kane is a heartbeat away. Um, I feel like we've run through how we got here so many times. Yeah, like, I think the, I build up some slab. The only added portion of that you can really add towards what we've said in the past is that, yeah, Linda got beat up. Yeah, Shane Cumming was big mummy's boy and came and make the save. Um... Shane went to Nando's. This has been the... If you think of all the build... And he left a great tip. We had... Shane got his bollocks fried. Shane threw Kane into a big flaming bin. This month's Shane action... Kill this Shane. month's build-up... Has been Nando's. Up to, Christ, do you know what I mean? There's been no... I know I've all I keep saying... that You don't want to kind of see much big build... Because of how much they've had. But... They've had, they've had build, and the build has been Nando's. And we've got here tonight, someone is going home in an ambulance. Uh, Kane, ever since he unmasked, he's gone on a rampage throughout Raw's roster, but he's not been on a rampage of anyone of any importance. No. It's not either. directed towards a belt, not even the IC division. He's gone nowhere near. No. Ever since he lost the World Heavyweight title match and had to demask, he's never gone nowhere near Triple H ever since. The guy that made him fucking lose his mask? That'd be the first person you'd go. Wasn't it just? Um, did you like that Kane was rocking a white towel looking like a bit like a tall Taz? <laughs> I do like the towel. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't get it. The Taz, Taz I can get it, is like a fighter and a, ta a fighter coming towards, like a boxer coming towards his fight has a towel and that over his neck and that Taz has over his face. He's dark and mysterious. Kane just looks like... What's the white towel? Well, it's he's like a tall task. He'll come out mid shave, Eddie. Shaving his head. <laughs> if you off back of his head, got like a bit of growth. Yeah, but that's still trying to give away Talk the fact his... that he's a burnt bitch. It could do better. <laughs> shaving off well, his head. They've tried about nine times. They gave him that dodgy contact lenses. Right? They gave him half hair. Now they gave him a little bit of hair. To begin with, they gave him loads of hair and a bit of makeup. They keep trying. They can't. He's gone full Uncle Fester, where he look. They got rid of eyebrows and everything. Joy, they're never going to be. They don't ever get over the fact that. Painted his hair the same colour as his skin. Painted his hair the same colour as his skin. So the match, Shane. He attacks right on the bell and tucks Kane over the top rope. Did you not notice that ambulance though? Too close to Pyra. Uh, well, I suppose they're the right people to have in case anyone gets hurt. Yeah. If set fire to that ambulance, GTA logic says it's going to blow up in five seconds. <laughs> But that's WB logic though. Like WB logic, cars smash into each other and everyone gets out. Right? Everyone gets out alright, and then they wait till the camera pans away, and then go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So they know that they've got a few seconds to clear the building. 
because with WB's vehicles they've got timers on the engines and they go off after a certain mm. to get the camera shot first. Uh, Shane, he does the big diving elbow through the announce table early doors, which surprised it, me. It actually connects. Oh, it connects and he bounces straight through. He Kane's not big enough to move. He's he's he not. He's not. If it were Triple H, Triple H 2003 would have shifted and Randy Orton would have caught him and RKO'd him and put him through it. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Taker moves. Uh, yeah, but he does. Again, Taker's higher. Taker's far too high. Kane's, Kane's mid card. 2003 Kane, ever since he unmasked his mid He used to be a tag team chance for Kane. He's rosy. Right? He's, he's mid card. Right? Yeah. And that's the problem. That's. Kane had his run in 97 and 98 when he was people were fucking shit scared of Kane. No one's ever been shit scared of Kane apart from John Cena in 15 when he come back or everywhere. Zack Ryder. Yeah, Zack Ryder only pushed him downstairs. Shit scared of him. But that's it. No one's scared of Kane. Um, so yeah, Kane goes through the announce table and about six people start a holy shit chant. It doesn't pick up. No one cared. I was like, I think people knew that bigger and better stuff were going to come on and this were just... It's horrible that Shane's pushed himself that bad in matches where driving someone through an announce table from the top fucking rope is not seen shit. as a big thing. Eh? It's just, oh, yeah, it's one of Shane's moves. I think so, the whole shit was because he connected. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Shane then makes a run for it and it's all, chase me, chase me, is in the back. And Shane does a, lo a lap of the fucking uh, parking lot, comes back with a kendo stick and embraces his inner Steve Blackman. <laughs> I don't know where he's found this fucking kendo stick, but it's all part of a plan because he gets on the radio, send him, send him, in comes, and he's only got a fucking spare ambulance in his pocket. Yeah. That's after he fucking attempted homicide again. Legendary. I forgot to add, my apologies. Shane gets in a car, so under, Kane's stood there, and he just puts it in reverse and goes backwards. There's no Kane getting out of the way. He, squ he squishes in between he sends him glass. some glass. Boots. I don't know what that is. I think like a security booth. Is it security? Yeah, he sends him to something, and yeah, that's he's tried to kill him, and then he gets the ambulance in. And they want us to be okay with that, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but I, did you notice as well? Just before they first ran out of the, the, the arena when it was chase me, chase me, and that moment with the there cameras. with the cameras. Yeah, there was on the network as well, was it? But so twice. twice the camera either he fell over or they lost it cut out and the second time it cut out massively where jail had to comment that lot's gone because you saw this area uh, aerial shot of the arena that the entrance way and all you could hear was jr you couldn't even hear the fans yeah. it was that on the network as well it was yeah, it was all messed up shane he did an absolute awesome coast to coast from the ambulance onto the railings uh, yeah. was a brilliant spot, Great spot. Uh, i thought that could have been the one then to get kane then into the ambulance because they've gone back they've worked their way back over slowly and they're on the aisleway, and but like you said, though, the, um, next to the ambulance, the next to an ambulance, it's getting. You can feel the ends getting close once yeah. the action moves towards the ambulance. It's very rarely they'll go to the ambulance and then move we'll away. We'll again. see that a bit later. With yeah, yeah. Live. Oh, definitely. Uh, Shane, it took some nasty shots to the side of the ambulance. It can't really feel nice getting thrown into the ambulance. It, it is going to make a fud. It's it's going to sting. Yeah. Uh, Kane, though, he gets a second wind. He nails Shane with a tombstone on the floor before tossing Shane into the ambulance and shutting the door in around 13 and a half minutes. In a match that was a lot better than I remembered. Better than I remembered, but 
I still think it lasted too long and Shane got a bit too much offensive. Too far too much. Shane, uh, again, Shane's getting so much offensive. And then punches at the start. Yeah, but that's always the same with Shane. It's turned into a bit of a highlight reel now when I sit back and watch it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but so you can moan about do it. Do you know what I liked about it? It felt like two guys that fucking hated each other. Yeah. There were no, there were no headlocks. There were no rest holes. It were two guys straight away front bell. Shane fucking flew at Kane, and it were on from minute there to the minute it ended. It were on. It were there trying were no to run him over. And it were. I think the only rest was literally being chasing chase. after him. Yeah. The chase. And the teleportation. Yeah. And when he ran that fucking block twice and found a candlestick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was brilliant. That was a blood food. That is everything that, do you know the dirt sheets in the Bromley reporting recently about Rollins and Ambrose? That there was a, a blood feud that yeah. had a shitty match with rest holds. If that had someone like this, these two guys were supposed to fucking hate each other, despise each other. And that's how it was. That was brilliant. That's how Goldberg Triple H should have been. Shane got 100%. 100%. Shane got, as you said, as we both said, Shane got far too much offence in, but eliminate that. That added into the excitement of the match and I thoroughly enjoyed that as an ambulance match. I thought it was brilliant. Oh uh, yeah, um, the closest we've had to an ambulance match since we've started this journey is probably uh, is it Brock Lesnar Big against Show. Big Show in a stretcher match, which that was comical more than anything. Yeah, Big Show landing onto the stretcher. This was brilliant, absolutely. Totally that one forklift. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, um, according to Dirty Dirty Dirt Sheets, many backstage believe that Shane uh, being able to overcome such a beating at the hands of Kane and continue wrestling was unrealistic. Many superstars placed in the same position would not be allowed to carry on in the same match like Shane did last night. And there's a lot of annoyance backstage. So exactly what we just said. Where Shane, somebody like Kane who was positioned in. Mm. You think Kane not, not a year ago was going for the world title and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be a monster and Shane's getting. But like that's like anyone though. The match he had against uh, AJ Styles at WrestleMania. 
That's AJ fucking Styles. Yeah. And Shane's looking good. Or when he was fighting Undertaker at Mania year before. Kevin Owens. And his feuds with Kevin Owens. <laughs> it makes him... He books himself to look shit hot. He did against X-Pac. One of my greatest memories growing up as a kid within the Attitude Era where X-Pac and Shane fighting over the European title. And Shane in every match. Mania 15. And every... Every no, many a night in was Booker T getting um, people like you yeah, thinking don't deserve to be champions. I'm um, we go backstage and old Josh Matthews, Velocity's finest, is interviewing Brock on the loss earlier. Brock says that he didn't lose or tap out. He says that it doesn't matter who you line up in front of him, he'll beat them all. And then old Uncle Bill shows up and introduces himself, planting the first seeds towards the horrific WrestleMania 20 match. What the hell do you want? Brock Goldberg, World Heavyweight Champion. Nice to meet you. Aren't you going to wish me luck in my match tonight? <laughs> Jonathan Coachman comes out in the net breaks in the spot that should have been taken up. By me saying, up next for the Cruiserweight title is Tajiri versus Jamie Noble. It should have been. Instead of getting this bullshit. Oh no. Mark Cuban, who is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, I believe, who are a basketball, basketball. team. Uh, basically, a little segment where it brings out Eric Bischoff. It brings out Randy Orton. Uh, we have an RKO. All of which we get later on anyway. I don't know, quite understand that, but... Do you know, because I don't know who he is and it's not, it's not wrestling related, let's move on. We're having a party, Randall. Quotes through one Ric Flair as we go backstage and... I'm not just newlywed, last fucking... Last fortnight, wed. Fucking Alan Titchmarsh. He sat there, surrounded by a buxom of fucking Dallas's finest prostitutes. And he suddenly whips off his shirt and they all go wild. Uh, I'm sure Stephanie's like, yeah, yeah, sound, yeah, Paul, no problem, yeah, book that, yeah, no danger. sidetracked there for a second but mark cuban right legendary owner of the dallas mavericks killed by none other than randy orton the well, legend killer proud of you man you'll really be proud oh, of me hey. oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. you'll really be proud of me rick when you see what i do to the legend of stone cold steve austin later tonight <laughs> yeah. i tell you what you take out austin i'll take out goldberg because that world heavyweight title's coming back where it belongs yeah! <laughs> 
And then Randy Orton, desperate to let him know what he's just done in the ring, charges in and goes, hey, yeah, but... Oh, hey, yeah. And stops all of his tracks so a bird can tweak his nipples. And then another bird does it to the other nipple. And then... Yeah, I love... So, the only bit I did make me chuckle about this was they have a toast. Randy Orton's not really a drink. He looks at just some chip... One of the hookers grabs a drink, swipes it out of her hand and then they have a toast to end the segment. Um, all that kind of needed was Ric Flair start elbowing sh- uh, jackets and we were... That was a... It was a weird evolution celebrating... They do this all the time. Pre-celebration. They, they celebrate far too early. <laughs> far too early. To be fair, Orton does get a chance reason to celebrate yeah up next Smackdown Tag Team Championships Doug and Danny versus Chavo and Eddie the champs come out first the champs are the bad guys always been I've always said this someone with all I've always said it doesn't matter traditionally it should be and I agree the champs should always come out second yeah but when the champs the bad guy the champ has to all come out first the Only face the face always star comes out power. second. Our own level of star power as well. And absolutely. You know, you say Guerrero. Everyone knows. Bash him. Bash him. Who? Doug and Danny. You know who Doug reminds me of? Go on. Did you ever watch Two Pints of Lager? I did. Gaz. I, do you know, yeah, we, yeah, I can see that. So does that yeah. make um, Danny Munch? Munch. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, I'm Munch. I don't even know who you are. I work here. I, uh... <laughs> so does that make Don, uh, Shaniqua Donna then? Yeah. Because she's an evil bitch, isn't she? Fucking Munch. Oh, he's a genius. I, uh... <laughs> stick to stick to wine. Stick to Vimsa. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking time when this cocktail is in Vimto and cough syrup. <laughs> oh, two pints. Absolutely. So, Doug and Danny, so the wankball bastards are going up against um, Los Guerreros. That a lot of tag team dissension going off within that tag team at the minute. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's going on. Uh, he's not had a good Robert Green, some may say. Charvo thinks he's weak link. What did you make to the build? Um, spoke, spoke about it obviously in length, but summarised summarised the building uh, in a way that it's not going to try and destroy the fact that Eddie Guerrero is a fucking drug addict, because that's what that's that, the build. That's the that was the build. It's, it, that's it's wrong, isn't it? It's just They're bringing up personal issues that they've had. Yeah, I'm outside just, of wrestling, I'd, I'm not down. I'm not down. But what I am down for is SNM Demolition. Here comes the axe. Here comes the dildo. Walking destruction. Okay, now. He's miss- missing the mask. It is, it's demolition, but with gems and sparkles. <laughs> Next week, they'll come out with masks and then they do, don't they? have face paint. They do, they come out with fucking gimp masks on, don't they? Proper leather fucking, yeah, proper gimp masks. So yeah, coming in, did you think that Tag Team Dissension would again uh, be the downfall for the Guerreros or were they going to reunite and win the tag titles again and everything were going to be happy? You'd like to think. It's very Owen Brett. Yeah. But but with a lot worse uh, material in the storyline. Owen Brett was, 
in my shadow, I'm at your limelight, I'm going to beat you up. This it's is, jealousy. this is, look at Statia, you're a drug addict, you're a waste of space. This is too, too pissed. Yeah. I quite like early on, Michael Colty said that this is classic Basham's double team after they hit a double hot shot. Now, have the Bashams been around long enough to have moves that Michael Cole can refer to as classic quote no. moves? Hmm. Not even vintage. Hmm. <laughs> There's no vintage. Vintage Doug and Danny! Uh, Eddie gets a rest outside the ring and, and back in, Doug gets a two. Double slingshot suplex gets a two. Uh, good double team moves yet again. Mm. Uh, we said this last time in the outing for the Bashams. They are a good team. Yeah. They're, they're nothing sparkling. They're good mid-card level. Yeah, they work. They, they look like they should. And even though they just got put together in developmental, and this is a, a an OVW creation, yeah. this, uh, they look like they should be a team. They're like Edge and Christian. They look, look like they, they should not they brothers, like but they look family. They look like family. Oh, but the Bashams are nowhere near fucking Edge and Christian, are they? Jesus. Um, the Bashams, they attack again. Charbo kicks Eddie by mistake. The Bashams do their switcheroo and Danny pins Charvo with a roll up around seven and a half minutes. Uh, turned into a bit of a big mess and uh, Shaniqua got involved. But then the Guerreros get a hold of her. Uh, yeah. she, a little, she gets a frog splash and a bit spankaroo. Um, hey, if you're going to try and sussle, you got to take it. Well, I suppose. And she is Black China. Yeah. Um, Black China would, take, China would take moves like that from back in the day. Mama see the wannabe. That's <laughs> the Mama see the wannabe. Um, Charbo, he did alright with his kind of hot tag because it was building towards that during the middle of the match. But the crowd again, they're not feeling nothing. They wait because they know bigger and better stuff's coming at the end. They want buried alive. They want Stone Cold against Bischoff. They're, they're not. This is just all mid card build. This is one long big piss break. It is. This is. Not the best match Guerrero's beating. No, not at all. Um, it was quite standard and basic. The Bashams did heel stuff. The Guerreros did babyface stuff. Uh, the crowd were only invested in certain moments and certain points because they knew what were going to happen. Um, the Eddie Guerrero travel Guerrero attention. Uh, it's again been teased again. Is there going to be a payoff eventually? Or are they going to again make up? Yeah. Overall, match average, bang average. This one was on Chavo. This one. Hey, I think Shaniqua was going to get some of her own medicine. Oh, no. <laughs> and one minute from behind to Basham. Oh, Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, I think Chavo needed a big paddle for that one. Oh, Basham, wow. wow. What a swinging DDT. Oh, hell is broken loose. Cool boys. Cool boys down. The Basham steal one. Danny Basham had the tights of Chavo Guerrero. Here are your winners and still tag team champions. The Basham Brothers! Danny Basham waited for his opportunity and then took it. Rolled him up and then hooked the tights to get the victory and to keep hold of those tag team titles. Um, we get a video package for the new Ric Flair DVD and JR provides an update on Shano when he's gone for a CAT scan. Did you get this on the network? You got JR talking about Shano. You're not getting the Ric Flair though. Ric That's Flair. where I got my minute and a half back then. Uh, but yeah, cat scan, serious brain injury. And then Shane, because he got a tombstone on the floor. But we don't hear anything else after this. No, it's all right. They never get an update when they're okay, do they? They only get an update when they're fucked. King, I'll tell you what. 
I've been around Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've never seen him in a mood like he's in here tonight because Austin's entire career, 14 years of everything that he's worked for, content is is a is on the line tonight in this upcoming match. Well, I realize that. We all realize that. We need to also update. The, we, I think you just got a word about Shane's condition, right? Just got a word that Shaming Man has been admitted to a, a hospital near the arena here. Uh, he is getting set up for a, a CAT scan. That's a to x-ray essentially his uh, his brain, uh, his head, regarding uh, the, the, the tombstone pile driver, among other things. And we'll update you as soon as we find more information out on Shane McMahon. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, it is a must-win situation. Stone Cold, arguably, one of the WWE's all-time greatest superstars. His future hangs in the balance. He'll be gone unless his team wins tonight. Anytime you step through those ropes, your ass belongs to me. What you see is what you get with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The rattlesnake is broken. And if you don't like that, it can't be controlled. Tough luck. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the toughest son of a bitch I ever saw. Stone Cold stands for two things. It's one, don't trust anybody. And two, whoop as much ass and raise as much hell as humanly possible. News for you, Steve Austin. You're not going to be kicking anybody's ass anytime. In other words, Steve Austin, you're fired. You know, Eric, your actions are unprofessional, bordering on egomaniacal. He's fired! will share your duties and responsibilities on a 50-50 basis. So let me stop all the suspense and bring out the new co-general manager of As general manager, you cannot put your hands on anybody anymore unless you are physically provoked. Which one of you son bitch is gonna be the first to provoke me? Would you please provoke me? I dare you lay a finger on me. Maybe you won't take a shot at me right now. Will you knock the hell out of me? Do it! Why don't you give me a shot? You can't give me a stunner, Steve. You just play lost your nerve. There's nothing you can do about it, Steve. I think you're a coward. If you think a stone cold Steve Austin should be able to whip a man's ass when he sees fit, give me a hell yeah. Then I've got a proposal for you, Steve. I propose it at Survivor Series. 
you and I, we each assemble a team of five for classic Survivor Series-style matchup. And if your team wins, then this rule where you can't touch anybody unless you're physically provoked, gone. But if my team wins, then you are history as co-general manager. If you think it's worth the risk of Stone Cold losing his job so I can whoop ass again, give me a hell yeah. Assembled one hellacious quintet, and the stakes couldn't be higher for Stone Cold. I've got four guys, but I need one more, so I'm asking you to be on my team. The answer is yes. You, Stone Cold Steve Austin, DJ. are going to have to trust five other people. Your fate is in their hands. This team wins the Survivor Series. We'll see the old rattlesnake back. You're going to see the real Stone Cold up close and personal. And that, so help me God, is the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. We got a promo package for Austin Bischoff. Uh, which included the brilliant line because um, we got the build all the way from uh, Bishop firing Austin yeah. way, way, way back. Over a year ago. Yeah, all the way up to now and all the little elements of Austin being GM, Linda bringing him in and then not being able to fight anybody. But they also threw in the little line of Jericho uh, when he was uh, he's saying, there's nothing you can do about it, Steve. Hit me, Steve. There's nothing you can do about it, Steve, which was one of the greatest lines of this whole fucking build. Um, but yeah, we've got another storyline like Kane and Shane. Six months in the making um, that they've been building to get to this point. Is this the payoff? Um, no, because like we said at the start, in six weeks, Stone Cold returns. In right, six weeks. For nothing. Um, but what did you make to the promo package? Pretty decent for what is now a mediocre pay-per-view. Uh, gave it that big fight feel with that that needs an actual payoff. Yeah. Um, um, I suppose it gets his payoff, doesn't it? But, but he was placing the cards very randomly, I thought. And this should card. have been main event. Yeah. If Raw's seen as the A show, this has this, had a lot more focus than Triple H against Goldberg. A lot more. It's Doyle be going on for nearly a year. The problem with this, though, Triple H, isn't it? Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is going to let Orton get the win after he's been on. I, I thought it was all over for Team Austin. I thought Team Austin was going to be all over this. Maybe even a 5 0 wipe the floor. Yeah. Uh, Austin beats up Bischoff in the end. Everything's rosy again. We go back tomorrow on Raw and we go back to what we had maybe six months to a year ago with Austin and Bischoff with a little back and forth when it was fun. Oh no, we don't decide we don't go that way. So it is time for Co-GM versus Co-GM, but neither are in action. It's like Vince against Trump. Booker T, Bubba Ray, Devon, Rob Van Dam, and Shawn Michaels take on Mark Henry, Big Papa Dump, Chris Jericho, Christian, and the legend killer himself, Randy Orton. So, were they concerned about the runtime? The all the well, the teams uh, didn't. No one got separate entrances. Yeah. Everyone came out together, and even poor Booker T, no one even fucking mentioned who were there. 
Um, did you like or not like how JR is desperately trying to get all the desperately creepy little bastard as a nickname for yeah. Christian? Every, he didn't even call him Christian, he calls him creepy little bastard. CLB or creepy little bastard on every offensive move. Every offensive move. Um, but yeah, so what did, what were you expecting coming out of this then? How did you think? I've said how I believe. What did you think? I thought Austin C was going to win. I would have... I thought it would go exactly the same way as it did, but apart from, like, Orton pinning Michaels the other way around. Oh, okay. Well, it worked. Like, so, so, still have the finish that Austin you had? Austin Bischoff, Bischoff off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try saying that same time. Sees <laughs> Batista about to attack. Michaels runs back into the ring, stood it to Batista, stood it to Orton, puts Michaels on top of Orton as ref ref wakes up and counts three. I'd be down for that. See, I'd I'd be down with having exactly how it ended, but having Sean win. So then the match itself, uh, Devon he slugs away and gets a clothesline for a two, and RVD comes in with a spin kick for a two. But Jericho started the match. He drop kicks him and slugs away. Rob mule kick and pounds away in the corner into a northern light suplex for two, which instantly made me think. This isn't a Survivor Series match because twice we've had pinning combinations and twice they've kicked out. Survivor yeah. Series matches don't have near falls. Look at the opening match. Quick, pin, quick, pin, quick. Pin. Very weird. Uh, Jericho gets an integrity for two. Steiner then comes in and pounds RVD in the corner. But Rob spin kicks in for a two count. Another one misses, and Steiner uses an overhead suplex and a belly-to-belly, -belly, which gets another two. He charges and misses, and Rob goes up, gets crotched, allowing Steiner to get an overhead suplex for another two count. There is so many near falls Too in many. this Survivor Series match. Especially it's so early as well. Booker then tags in, and slugs away on Steiner, but gets elbowed down. Booker comes back with the axe kick and decides to do a spinner only, because why the fuck not? Why not pin him? Spinebuster onto Steiner, gets another two count. Steiner gets the recliner, but the Dudley boys break it up with a double-team netbreaker. But the bookend finishes Big Popper Dump in around seven minutes. Your first pinfall was after seven and a half minutes. And the opening Survivor Series match lasted 13 minutes. Exactly. But we then get another uh, pin straight away within the next 10 seconds as Mark Henry body slams Booker and out he's gone. But I'm glad Steiner was eliminated first. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was going to be Devon who was going to be the first elimination. Well, technically, he's the only person who's never held a world title. If he class TNA. If he class TNA and Christian's run, because we were, we've not got Edge. So, <laughs> and that was how it was approached. It was, well, we've got Christian. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, but we've got Christian. <laughs> yeah, but we've cut his. But we've got Christian. <laughs> Mark Henry, he overpowers Rob Van Dam with a clothesline, but Bubba tags in and slugs away. But he can't overpower Mark Henry, and Henry chokes him out. But Henry whips him around and overpowers both the Dudley boys. Then goes after Devon. Big mistake. He misses a charge, walks straight into a 3D at 10 minutes, and Team Austin with another advantage. Oh, and RVD and both Dudleys covering Mark. Yeah, because pile on, because he's only a little bit bigger than Bubba Dudley. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bubba must be stood there thinking, fuck, are they not going to sit on me at all? <laughs> uh, Jericho, he pounds RVD down and chops away in the corner, but Rob moonsaults him for a two. Orton comes in for the first time, but he misses a charge. Do you notice Jericho tripping as he tagged Orton in? I did. 
Did you notice uh, Jericho trippers? Yeah, they probably need to give over charging at each other because everywhere it's under a mile an hour. Everyone's running at each other. Um, Rob Van Damme he gets rolling thunder and pops up, but Jericho pushes him off the top into an RKO for around twelve minutes, and, and we're back to he did it didn't did not look comfortable at all. He just jumped in the end, swan dive. Yeah, straight Bear up. Wall style, straight up. Uh, Devon he goes next and gets a leg drop for two. Side slam and a flying headbutt gets a two. Jericho though makes a blind tag, but runs into Devon on the way in. Uh, Devon with some very loud chops. He made a good noise when Devon was hitting them onto Jericho. Uh, Jericho comes back with a missile dropkick for a two. He misses a charge and Devon shoulder blocks him, but Jericho gets the flashback at 13 yeah. minutes. He pulls them out. All the moves are getting pulled out in, uh, on Survivor Series. The flashback we've seen since Batlash. Long time. Uh, so we're now three on two as Bubba charges and misses but comes back with a side slam for two. Um, Bubba holds off the heels as Christian is legal. He gets a hot shot and backdrop for another two. Bubba then gets a Samoan drop onto Orton and flips and flops on Jericho but cannot fly. Jericho goes low and Christian hits the unpretty hat for the pin at around 17 minutes. This match is going to go on for about another. You can already feel it now. This is building to the end it's building to. And I yeah. never realised back then how long this match went on for. So we were at 17 minutes and it's 3-1. But this is where it gets good. Yeah. And this is where... It's Michaels against three. It's, it's, it's just brilliant. It's booked to perfection. Um, Sean fires off the hills and slugs Christian but gets dumped. And... Uh, the heels pound on him outside. Orton takes over in the ring, stomping away. Christian works him in the corner, but Sean fights back, only to get dragged out of the ring by Jericho and catapulted into the post by Christian, drawing blood. And it's a doozy as well. Blade has got a blade. Crimson. <laughs> Ric Flair is proud of that one. He was covered. Covered. That bled well. That bled very well. Flair was jealous. Oh, 100%. Vince was jealous. <laughs> 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 That's what Vince was I'm like. I'm telling you. Like, Anything that cunt can do. Watch what I Watch am. this. Christian, he suplexes Shawn Michaels uh, for a two count. But he fights back and Christian goes to the unpitter again. Only to walk into a super kick and get pinned around 20 minutes. Although Shawn basically just fell on top of Christian. But it was a great moment. It was just a, the last energy he had. That's it. Kick, fall, pin. Jericho tries next, beating the Holy Spirit out of Sean in the corner. But he keeps fighting back. Jericho gets another clothesline, this time for a two count. Orton, though, he comes in, pounds away, chokes Michaels, walks into a sleeper. Orton, though, suplexes out without too much trouble. Jericho gets the uh, two off that. And Sean comes back with a DDT out the corner, but he doesn't have enough to make the cover. So it's, yeah, it's... it's is he going to do it? He's proven with his last pin that he can't physically do it. He, he, he fell onto Christian. He's, he's in control and any moment he's in control, he just doesn't have that last coming. energy. You, you just knew it was coming, didn't you? That it was going to press L1 and he was off. I'm telling you. He gets the hot two. Oh, no, saves. And Sean dumps him to take him out of the equation. Jericho goes for a line salt, but misses. And Sean, though, still laid out. Finally fouls back. Misses a sub kick though, but Jericho goes for the walls, counted into a roll up for a pin at 24 minutes, and we are down to one versus one. Is Shawn Michaels going to do it for this the is team? Shawn Michaels. He's covered in blood. The crowd are going fucking wild. Does he do it? Does he rescue Steve? No, because Batista comes in. But did you notice Jericho after he got eliminated? Tax Michaels with a chair. Or it should have been DQ'd. 
Game over. These dodgy fucking finishes yet again. Where it's just the referee. These referees need to go back to referee school. That's where they blind. Has this referee got the same kind of eyes as your master? <laughs> <laughs> one really didn't know the one the time. But as I said, Batista, he runs in, delivers a powerbomb to Michaels, and Orton ends Austin's general managership of 2003 in around 27 minutes. John Michaels brought all over the, the torso of Christian here. That was a creepy little pose right there. And there's Christian no, covered with blood. Nobody to tag for Michaels. Austin's career. His 14-year career is all in the hands of the bloody hands of Shawn Michaels, who's fighting for everything he's worth here. Yeah, but they are listen, even you. Christian going for the up prettier. Yeah, you got to face the facts. You got to be realistic. It's, it's looking real bad. Be realistic about that kick. No, he's in game. Christian has been eliminated. Just a little bit, but still. Well, Jericho back in. Trying to open up that cut even more. The more blood Michaels loses, the weaker he's going to get. And again, there's no one for Michaels to tag. He's all by himself. But we have seen Shawn Michaels overcome seemingly insurmountable odds on so many occasions. Will tonight be another night? Seemingly insurmountable odds. These are insurmountable odds. You've got oh. Y2J and the legend killer. Close line by Jericho. Got the cover. And he did. What? We are needing a miracle on Sunday, November the 16th in Dallas. We need a miracle here. Even Stone Cold is about to try to. I don't know, he's trying to face the facts, I guess. It's looking so bleak now. All Austin can do is look on. Uh, the, the choke and Orton almost getting himself disqualified. That would not be very bright by the arrogant young third generation star. Reversal by Michael. And Michael will sleep. Michael's in the sleep room. Where does he get it from? Where, how is Michael doing this? Sean Michael's on, on instincts and go. Oh no, the counter. Orton turned in to the counter and delivered a suplex. Makes the tag. And now Jericho picking the bones. It's over. No, 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 it's not over. Boy, it's close. I hate to say it, JR, but you you got to admit it. Look at Shawn Michaels. Look at the condition. Look at his face. The fat lady had not sunk, but she's, she's clearing her throat. Well, you got to believe, though. You just can't not, you can't stop believing. You got to believe that it can happen. And oh, Michaels to the solar plexus and the DDT on Jericho. The DDT, both men are down. Okay, I'm trying to believe. Both men are exhausted. I want to believe. Michaels has lost all this blood. If Michaels can do this, I will Michael believe. Michaels is covered. He got a cover. He got a cover. He got a cover. Oh, that damn Orton. I don't believe it. That damn Orton stopped the count. Michaels is in horrible shape. Look at his face. Oh, The Bulldog by Jericho. Jericho. Oh, Jericho fed nothing but knees to his lower abdomen. Look at Mitchell. He's about to wet his pants. Man, we are deep in the fourth quarter here. I think Michaels is out of it, though. If Michaels gets counted out, Bischoff's team wins. Michaels can't even move. 
some life left, JR. There's some life left. Often proud of Will Shawn Michaels. Well, some of that rattlesnake spirit in the Shawn Michaels HBK. Look at this. Do it, Shawn. Look at this crowd. Look at these people. Michaels is up. Oh, went for his kick.
sad. It was sad. The ending was sad. Everyone was cheering for Austin. Austin then walked out of the curtain. He came back for one last goodbye. Got on the mic. Said, I love you all. I started in Dallas. What a great way to end in Dallas. And then Coach Cunt comes out. And Austin goes to town and beats up. Now, what I would have liked is Austin for them to have gone backstage. And you know everybody that's wound him up over the last few months when he's not been allowed to lay hands on everyone? Yeah. Go to fucking town on everyone and go out in a blaze of glory. Um, I'm going. I'm going out in Well, style. the thing is, they build that like we were never seeing Stone Cold ever again. Yeah, but we see him. Six weeks. Six fucking weeks. He's back as the sheriff. The fucking sheriff. But there was a lot of build into that. And I think it just... We said it needed an end point. It needed a... a, a Stone Cold and a Bishop so now. Uh, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was how you book the heroic comeback. It should have been the main event. Oh, it was it's just... It was, it was brilliant. Sean, he, he took a beating. Um, and he does one of the, his best blade jobs he's ever done. He's covered in blood. But then he doesn't shrug off the damage like a John Cena would. No. Do you know what I mean? He, he falls onto people and he can't make the cover. It was absolute genius booking. Um, overall, the match was a bit shite. I think it went on far too long. Far too long. There's far too many near falls yeah. for a Survivor Series match. That was the element that people forgot. It was like a modern day Survivor Series match. It made me feel like the winner takes all in Survivor Series for yeah. the one Survivor Series match where... Yeah, it's a Survivor Series match at Survivor Series, but it's not really. It's, it's just a 10 man elimination. It's just a 10 man elimination that's a lot more important. Um, I quite liked um, the I'm sorry, I love you moment between Shawn Michaels and Austin. What I also would have liked was when he picked him up, yeah, for Michaels to go, I'm sorry, I love you. And then get a stunner and then go to town him and get his blood and wipe it there and then walk away. So that leaves. The fans thinking, well, maybe will we get Austin versus Michaels? Maybe. Do you know what I mean? I think lead up to WrestleMania season, that would have got the fans a little that bit would have excited. Been amazing. That would have got the fans for Austin versus Michaels. <laughs> a little again. bit excited. Well, I think the rattlesnake knows how he knows that whether he knows that Batista was in the ring or not, he knows that HBK fought his heart out. He fought his guts out for the for Stone Cold. I wish I could hear what they were saying. Austin and Michaels. Austin knows Michaels did all he could do, but you never know about Austin. At this point, he's got nothing to lose. Did Austin just pull his hand away from Sean? Sean just said, I'm sorry. And Austin just picked up Sean Michaels. He's lost so much blood here. Sean just said, I'll let you down. Almost at the top of the hour, Sunday night, November 16th. We have just seen the end of the career of arguably the most popular superstar in WWE history. I don't even think it's arguably. Yeah, there's been the Hulk Hogan's, there's been the Rocks, but there's never been anyone quite like Stone Cold Steve Austin here. You know, I don't think of the class act that Austin is. He's leaving the ring for the last time, King, but he's helping a man that he has a lot of respect for. Sean Michael, can you believe that we're seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin walk out of here for the last time? I can't. 
I don't want to believe it, but it's the reality of it is what it is. You'd think there'd been a better way of a man leaving something that is love, that's in his blood, his passion, his heart, his soul. Check this out one more time. Sean had the match won. There was no way that the legend killer was going to kick out of that. But then Batista shows up. And Austin fighting Bischoff down the rampway, even underneath the, the big uh, television screen. And there's the, the final three count. That just ended Stone Cold's career and the disbelief on Austin's face. Well, that's, that says it all, doesn't it? The guy's been through it all. Now what? I don't have a clue. Music, obviously, and duh. Looks like that's the beginning of the match again. Oh, wait a minute. Fans on their feet. Here in the American Airlines Center, they know that. Well, you said it yourself, JR. There should be a better way for Stone Cold Steve Austin to go out than what we just witnessed. And I think it's, I think it's only fitting that he comes out here and at least said goodbye to the fans in his home state of here, Texas, and everybody, not just in the United States, but fans all around the world that are watching. They deserve one last look at the rattlesnake. Okay, for once, that is the stone cold truth. Wow. I just know. Bad news for relevant. He's offering so much to our business. Look at he sees, he's looking down at that mat and he sees Shawn Michaels' blood. His entire team, they fought their hearts out. It was a piece of the Boston's carcass is spread around the world. His issues of his neck surgery, well documented. The risk he took coming back for the fans, and, and now it ends here. Ironically enough, in his home state of Texas. Man, what's he going to say? Good question. What do you say? I started my career in 1989, right here in Dallas, Texas. And I wasn't looking for it to end the night. And I ain't happy about a damn thing. 
But if it's gonna end, at least the one thing I feel, and I don't feel good about a goddamn thing, but I feel justified that it started in Dallas, Texas. And it's been a hell of a damn ride. And I appreciate every single thing that you people have done for me. So I am, excuse me, I am feeling at least somewhat justified that it ended in Dallas, Texas. And there's been a lot of ups and downs, and it's been a hell of a ride, and there's been some good times, and there's damn sure been some bad times. And you ain't gonna hear Stone Cold Steve Austin say this a whole lot, but I'll go on the record of saying, I love the shit out of you guys. Oh, 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 oh,
Next, and it's time to bow your head, Michael. What if it has? It's time to have a prayer. Is it Taz's keys to victory? Keys to victory. Yeah, because you're you're very well, mate. Did it? Oh my! How many world titles did you have? Oh my god! How many main events? He got buried by Triple H that time on SmackDown after it had to go to ECW and fight a WCW guy and him being a WWE guy because Mike Awesome had gone and said fuck you I don't want to be world champion anymore and because of this he had to fight against Taz and lose to Taz I believe that's what it was while Taz was employed by WWE and Mike Awesome was employed by WCW well, Taz, I know you've been breaking down this matchup over the past couple of weeks. Here are your keys to victory. Yeah, well, first, I think for The Undertaker, remember, Big Evil is very well versed in submission. And a good way to wear down Mr. McMahon is to catch the force off guard by using him. And second, The Undertaker is born and bred in Texas. So you know the pain syndicate right here in Dallas will be going nuts for the hometown boy. And third, the most important key out of all the keys I think you gotta say, Undertaker's got the experience, and then Mr. McMahon, the mental stability. The boss has been off his rock a little bit. Second, the higher power. Mr. McMahon thinks he's got a higher power, that builds the confidence. And third, avoid the grave until you gotta throw the dead man in it. That's my keys to victory. Well, nonetheless, speaking to Mr. McMahon, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin's battles. Mr. McMahon's, well, his battles could come to an end tonight. It's Mr. McMahon in The Undertaker in a buried alive match coming up next. 13 years ago tonight, The Undertaker's career began at Survivor Series. Tonight, it could end if he's buried alive tonight. There's nothing more that I want right now in my life than to be the five-time WWE Champion. But you see, that's never gonna happen as long as Vince is around. The Undertaker is gonna grab that biker chain! He got it! The title hangs in the balance! came out of Vince's mouth. Because as long as I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out, you'll never be the WWE Champion. Never! Well, I guess it's time that he stops breathing in and out. Never! The day of reckoning is coming at Survivor Series. Our Father, who art in heaven. I only ask for your understanding and forgiveness for what I'm about to do. Hallowed be thy name. I've been chosen thy kingdom come. to slaughter the infidel. Bury the Undertaker alive. On Survivor Series night, I will have worked for this company for 13 years. And in those 13 years, Vince McMahon has screwed with me professionally and personally. I must follow the light. There comes a time where you have to be held accountable for your actions. 
even if your name is Vince McMahon. So, Michael, I'm going to leave this to you. You can bring the wonderful universe up to speed, if they're not, of how we've got here to this point as mean Mark, Disciples of Apocalypse, Undertaker, against, look at me, Mom, I'm in the main event again, Mom. So, do we just actually man. start? Get us started. here. Well, Mark Galloway, and The Undertaker, debuted. <laughs> and then, a few years later, he uh, started, started angry with some guys, and he kidnapped Vince's daughter. And then, fast forward to the summer of 2003, and Taker comes out to defend Stephanie's honour. Because he's such a good guy, they're such good friends. That's how we're here now, which is weird because it was, I'm going to defend your daughter's honour. So, well, yeah, I think you're a dickhead. Leave my daughter to get beat up. What are you doing? I want to beat my daughter up. So, because, you, because you're defending your honour, I'll interfere in your title match and I'll make sure you'll never be world champion again. And because of this, I'm going to bury her. To the point where no one checks on Undertaker at the end to see if he's okay. No. He's dead. It's symbolic, it's symbolic! Yeah, after, during the world title, she, that grave that is still covered. So to start of the match, Taker, he punches Vince to start and he immediately taps on an archery doing a sick, gory blade job that Vince immediately prayed. makes Shawn Michaels' blade job look shite. Vince prayed to the gods of bleeding. <laughs> My god! <laughs> Blood everywhere. Uh, Taker slugs away, Vince bleeds. That's pretty much this match in general. Yeah. Take a punch and Vince pleaded. Vince, take a watch the Valentine's Massacre 99. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hmm. I can do that. Take a, he works on the leg. God knows fucking why. But he keeps slugging on the cut and chokes him out with the cable as Michael Cole points out that it's for the threats made against Taker's wife. As in, I'm going to get a lot of terrorists to rape your wife and kidnap your children. You'd want to fucking make some cunt bleed there, wouldn't you? Let's be yeah. fair. Let's be fair. Uh, Taker finally carries Vince over to the grave, but Vince throws dirt at him and goes low. The only yeah. offensive move from yeah. Vince yeah. <laughs> He sends Taker into the grave, and Taker, though, pulls him in and goes to the dumper. But all of a sudden, poof! Kane! Kane! It's gotta be Kane! Undertaker is apparently paralysed with fear of something along them lines. Falls into the grave, allowing Kane to bring Vince out. Vince goes to the fucking digger and the dumper and drops all the dirt on the Undertaker in just under 12 minutes, which was ridiculously short. I know there's not much you can do, but Mr. America against Vince went 20 odd. Do you know what I, I mean? I think he just. No offense, Vince McMahon. Um, with the help of Undertaker's brother, used a fuck ton of dirt. A fuck ton of dirt. Uh, obviously, there's a trapdoor, etc. But. Oh, Taker's dead. And Mr. McMahon pulls into the grave, and the Undertaker quickly out of the grave, and the Undertaker, where the hell's he going now? The Undertaker, heading for that, that payloader! The hell? Wait a minute! My God! What the hell was that? Pyros, something with it. Undertaker was blown out of that front end loader by some sort of ex... Explosion! Kane is helping Mr. McMahon out of the grave! 
the hell expected Kane out here? Mr. McMahon is crawling down the mound. What did Kane just tell Mr. McMahon? He just told him something. Kane told Mr. McMahon to climb into that loader. I can't believe it. I gotta believe the Undertaker's unconscious. Kane, after that explosion, Kane's from Raw. I mean, you know, this Undertaker's brother, but he's sweating now. I cannot believe what's going on here. An explosion. Knock the Undertaker out of that, that loader. I believe the Undertaker was knocked unconscious. Remember, Cole, there's no disqualifications, no count out, so doesn't matter who ejects himself in, I guess, in this match. But that's the Undertaker's own brother. That sick monster, Kane, wait, wait, who wait, wait, sent Shane McMahon to the hospital tonight. Yeah, Miss McMahon is in that payloader, and that thing's going up. That, that basket, as they call it, that shovel. That... Wait a minute. It's full of dirt. I can see the camera kick. There it is. Oh, my God. The Undertaker has been buried alive. Well, yeah, thanks to, thanks to his little brother, I'm trying to, I can't, I can't believe this. First off, we got to show you if we can see this here. This, this was Mr. McMahon. This was the blood that poured out of the skull of yeah. Mr. McMahon at the hands of the Undertaker. The Undertaker, he had, he had the, he had the match won. He went up in the loader to drop that load of dirt, and there was an explosion. It apparently knocked the Undertaker out. And it was Kane, the Undertaker's own brother. He, he knocked his brother out and helped Mr. McMahon win this matchup. No one expected, nobody expected Kane to, to be out here, but Kane, the difference maker, costing the Undertaker that match. The Undertaker's own flesh and blood, Kane, has buried the Undertaker's 13-year career here tonight at Survivor Series. So, overall, as a... As a match, if you want it, I mean, it's the loosest term possible. As a as a buried alive. Oh. Do, you, do you have a favourite buried alive? Probably the most. Other mem most memorable one was one where I think it was against Mankind. Yeah, early in '97. After Mankind wins and you just see Taker's arm come out. Yeah. Of I mean, that was the first ever one. had like Goldust involved, Triple H involved. Yeah. Loads of other guys. Heal Godwin involved or something along them lines. Well, it's most memorable. But let's touch then, that's it. Done. Undertaker. No more, no more Disciples of Apocalypse, Big Dog. No more My Yards, no more Dirties. Dirties. That's it. It's gone now for six months or so. Back at Mania season. Yeah. Um, it was been well, a good run. You don't get seen until Mania. Mania, yeah. It was a good run to begin with. I loved I always remember I the, loved the, the return. The, the, the return. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, it died, and we covered it unfortunately towards the end of the gimmick, where he's just fighting in random storylines against the Big Show, against A Train. His, his Nathan Jones stuff took up a lot of his time for no out outcome because Nathan Jones fucking sucked. Um, but his earlier stuff, before before he turned around to Jr. and said, "You think you're better than me?" and Jr. fucking shit himself. Um, with you oh exactly but um, I don't know if you know I put it out on Twitter saying sum up uh, Big Evil in one word 
And the positives outweigh the negatives fucking 10 to 1. Do you know what I mean? It was, I've always said... I've Don't Take get me his, wrong, I'm old school. It wasn't school the worst gimmick he had. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, but it was never going to be a dead man. No. And I think because we, we saw the true, but we saw the true side of Mark Calloway mm. and not the dead man Undertaker. We saw the seven foot ass kicker. Yeah. Um, I just think it got a bit towards the end where you looked at Undertaker and it looks like he needs a rest. It, it ended, he needs a break. It ended the gimmick the way it had to end. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, but you know, Taker does need elbow surgery. He needs he needs time off. He needs to. And but this he is just a great way to to write him off. To write off the gimmick, and I can't wait for Deadman to be back because Deadman Undertaker's SmackDown run of the early two later two thousands mm. is brilliant. It's because he's the peak Undertaker. Physically, he's healthy. He got he's he's a completely changed his move set from when he was a Ministry of Darkness Undertaker from the nineties. Do you know what I mean? You see a lot more of the real. Mark Calloway. It's more. It's this, more of a real person. He's a resurrected version of yeah. This fighter. He fell into the lake of fucking matitude or whatever it was called. It's been broken. Lake of reincarnation. That's the one. Main event time, motherfucker. Front face lock by Goldberg on the bloody champion. Triple H is up. Will it be? Oh, the jackhammer. Oh, the count. start out by congratulating Bill Goldberg, the world heavyweight champion. Have you realized yet that everybody is after you? Has the paranoia started to kick in, Bill? It should be. This is $100,000 of my own money. And I am offering it to anyone within the sound of my voice that takes out Bill Goldberg. All you have to do is put Goldberg on the shelf. I don't care where it is. It can be in a parking lot. It can be in a gas station. It can be in the back. It can be in the ring. I don't care who it is. You put Goldberg away, you get $100,000. Looks to me like the game just got a whole lot more interesting. Survivor Series, Goldberg is the proverbial one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. And baby, I wrote the book on kicking ass. I predict Alan is going to do a big blade job. Because I, I predicted... And his father-in-law of Doug. I predicted that Alan was going to win. <laughs> no, no, Big Bully Bill. Um, summing it up, how we got here. All started at SummerSlam, really. Triple H oh. and Goldberg were supposed to have a one-on-one -on -one match. Then it turns into an elimination chamber. Because Triple he, H he and his off. groin and he beat himself. 
And at the end, Goldberg attempted another spear, but it was countered with Goldberg getting whacked in the face by the sledgehammer. And Evolution then proceeded to kick the fuck out of Goldberg to end the show. Um, then Triple H had to go off and get married, so while he was a bit busy, he had a little bounty on the head of one big bully bill. 100 grand. Um, superstars that you know were never going to win the bounty, like Tommy Dreamer, tried to win the bounty. But the bounty was then reclaimed with big bad Dave Batista making his return. And Grand Force is back together again. Um, and he claimed the bounty. And we've had... It was a weird build to get here because Triple H has not been on TV that much. So we've had we've had via satellite. Um, did he miss? He missed two weeks being married. One by satellite, one, one nothing at all. There's one by satellite, then a recap. Yeah, the week. one when he came back during backstage when yeah, um, the money got stolen by fucking Kane and Jindrak. Where's Kane vanilla, and Jindrak on Survivor Series? Vanilla, vanilla job the Vanilla Jobber connection. And then it all obviously culminated to Unforgiven, where Goldberg had to win or his career was over. In what should have been a blood feud. In what should have been a blood feud, but was at Wrestle City. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for the rematch. The rematch is tonight. Triple H, unfortunately, is still not healthy. He's still wearing the one. Because he's wearing pants. the fucking trousers. And it's sad to see because Triple H, we dick on Triple H. I'm Triple H's biggest fan and his biggest hater at the same time. I think it's ridiculous, his treatment, but on the flip side, I love watching Triple H. Triple H now, I remember the Rumble when he came out a couple of years ago and won the Rumble. Yeah. Everyone knew it was happening because the bookies nailed it on and everything. Still didn't stop me marking out like a little bitch. When um, he came out, number 30, weren't it? And then when he came out the next Raw and fucking uh, opened his jacket and had the belt, I'm like, yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's a sad one, though, because I don't like when Triple H loses. No. But coming in then, what did you think? That was Triple H going to instantly regain? Or go with this, because back then when you were younger, you wouldn't have known about the injury. You just thought Triple H was mixing up his attire, yeah? Yeah. So are you thinking Triple H, because of the Triple H you've seen throughout 2003, he's instantly going to pick back up a big show like Survivor Series? Why didn't they? And we spoke about this when Triple H uh, got injured originally. Why didn't they just keep him off TV and go with somewhere else? And have the rematch at the Rumble. Bring him back for the Rumble. Who else would you have? Batista? Jericho. Yeah, we had Jericho Goldberg. Yeah, but Billy... Uh, so, rematch. This time for title. Uh, Henry. Booker T. Ah, oh, no, it's got to be heel, hasn't it, really? You've got to go face heel dynamic. Mark Henry, yeah? But is that pay-per-view worthy, though? It's not even Raw worthy, really, is it? You'd have it open... God... <laughs> What about like a, a scramble? What, the I love a good championship scramble. Yeah, I fucking love a championship scramble. Great, one of the greatest matches. I don't get ever. why you got so much hate. Ever. Like, I loved the hardcore battle royal 15 minutes WrestleMania 15, where they were fucking 116,000 fucking changes. Yeah, I'd love, I absolutely love anything like that. Um, so the match itself then, it was short and sweet, um, which was to be expected. They're booking Goldberg in the right way mm. to an extent. Uh, Goldberg attacks Triple H to start and gets a spear even before the bell and then goes after Ric Flair and then he dumps Triple H again. Why didn't he just go for the pin there and then? Well, Flair's got to get a backdrop spot in. Well, Flair's got to get his... Surprised that Flair's not wrestling. It is now... We are slowly starting to see Ric Flair wrestle less and less on the main shows. Well, like it wasn't at Elimination it's... Chamber. Granted, it changes in a, in a couple of months. 
when he suddenly becomes fucking in a month when they have all the gold. But it's surprising that Ric Flair's not got involved like with Randy Orton on Team Bischoff. Yeah. I would have got rid of fucking Mark Henry. Fuck Mark Henry off. The last six months what we've had with Mark Henry, Ric Flair I can have that spot. The last three oh, months. Fuck off Snyder. No! I would have added in Test. And then Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Batista, Test and Steiner. You're not going to beat that team. That is an evolution of steroids, <laughs> of drug abuse. Test first eliminated, and then clean sweep rest of <laughs> Yeah, I'll be down for that. Uh, Goldberg, he bails, uh, and Ric Flair attacks the ankle. Um, that was the bigger element again, where the crowd didn't seem that bothered. No, A lot of focus on the ankle. Like He come in hobbling, the ankle's still not great. There's certain power moves he couldn't quite do. Um, I was disappointed that, again, the crowd didn't really, they're not bothered about ring psychology anymore. This Dallas certainly isn't anyway. Dallas just wants to see fights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked it where Goldberg was under the ropes and Triple H tried to post him, but Goldberg powered off. And he's like, we were, as much as Triple H, he doesn't like, he's not a biggest fan of jobbing to people, let's say. Yeah. When he has to, he will sell like a gooden. Do you know what I mean? It will make Goldberg look, we've got to make Goldberg look fucking powerful. Oh, well, we'll do the ring post spot. When instead of me trying to throw him into it, he would power me off. And it's in Triple H, because he's a big guy as well, Triple H. Oh, yeah. So for him to be powered off, it shows Goldberg. Absolutely. Look makes it. Goldberg look really strong. Triple H, he clocks Goldberg for two, and then elbow, elbow drops the ref out of spite. He was like, he was so angry. That was always loved about Triple H's gimmick. Yeah, I own the refs. Like, can you remember him and um, Earl Hebner from years ago? Uh, their feud where they had to turn into a match, and it was like Earl Hebner and The Rock versus fucking Triple H and X Pack or something like that. Fucking brilliant. Um, Triple H, though, he retrieves his trusty sledgehammer but walks into a boot from Goldberg. Flair gets slammed off the top, as fucking usual. Yes, Flair ever succeeded by never that's one thing he's never succeeded it's just a fuck it i'm going up he wants to be a cruiserweight doesn't he i've always wanted to be fucking Rey mysterio well, but i, I get up the, there and no i remember i think it was 2006 but row you could actually make flair i don't do something off the top not just go up there and stand well, there you could have him as cruiserweight champ yeah yeah see well they were thin enough weren't they he yeah. still would be thin enough in like 2003 i reckon he easily smaller than matt hardy Oh yeah. My Hardy was Cruiserweight Champion. Easily Ric Flair. Hey, that's an idea, Flair. Flair for the gold. Uh, so Flair gets slammed and Goldberg fights uh, both of them, but then the rest of Evolution come in and he gets sledged by Goldberg. Orton gets sledged by Goldberg beautifully. Um, it was quite symbolic, I think, how Goldberg picked up the sledgehammer and decided to drop it on the floor and end the match his way. With a yeah. spear and a jackhammer. I don't need to win that way. To win and um, retain the title in an incredibly short match as well. In 11 minutes. Goldberg match. Had short. Triple H's groin as well. Yeah. Um, but did you notice, just as the referee with character three, Triple H did move. Dallas Screwjob. Right there. <laughs> Everybody deserves Triple H's brother's elbow in the back of the referee's head. And now Triple H can do pretty much whatever the hell he wants to do with Goldberg. I think the referee bet on Goldberg. Or oh my and God. Three my God. My God. It's a sledgehammer. Triple H has got the sledgehammer. do it. Oh! And Goldberg. And Triple H coming in. Get the sledgehammer if you want to survive. Get it, Triple H. Get, get it, Nate. Fire 
no, 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 no. They're going to try to come off the top. No. I haven't worked in 30 years. And Goldberg with a clothesline. Knocking down the challenger. Goldberg fighting for his life and his title on one leg. Look at Goldberg. He's got a sledgehammer. My God, Goldberg with a sledgehammer. Now Goldberg's got the sledgehammer. Wake up, Rip. Downstairs on Flair with a sledgehammer. That'll bust up Flair's insides. And look at Triple H begging for mercy. And there's a legend killer. It's Batista. Here comes the legend killer. All of evolution is out here. Batista and Orton get the sledgehammer. But the game. The game now trying to capitalize here. Goldberg has lost the sledgehammer. Here we go. Here comes the pedigree. The pedigree. Somehow Goldberg blocked it. The hell? Goldberg blocks the pedigree. Look at the carnage here for the heavyweight championship of the world. I can't believe my eyes. Goldberg has laid out all of evolution. They're scattered around the ring. Goldberg, what's he thinking? Look at that sledgehammer. He just, Goldberg just threw the sledgehammer out of the ring. As a, a main event match, world title match. 16th November 2003, there was a screw job. Oh, is that what we're going with then? Yeah, screw job. Screw job. What is it with Survivor Series and screw jobs? It's the only, it's the only pay-per-view that can do it, really, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, but they love throwing it in there. I wonder if tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, it will be screw, screw job. Um, so then, yeah, let's let's go there. I want to hear, Michael, your match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if Survivor Series 2003 was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would it be? Worst match at night? Possibly... It's probably the hardest one. Match at night, for me, would have been the first... Uh, Five minutes of very live. <laughs> when it was blood everywhere. Because <laughs> everybody wants to do everybody's only wanted to do that to a boss. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And where's match of the night? Uh, 
possibly uh, the opening one. Oh! Mainly because you buried your world champion. Team Sasquatch versus Team Lorna. They did bury the world champion. But really though, because obviously knowing what we know, it's not really burying it, just planting the seeds for but Benoit it's... to be the best. But I agree. It should have been the last time. one to take a fall. Yeah. And if Survivor Series was a wrestler, who would it be? Probably. Shawn Michaels, he had a better 2002 Survivor Series than 2002. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go match of the night for me uh, was the um, Austin versus Bischoff. I think for Shawn Michaels it was booked to perfection. Worst match of the night. Uh, I'm going to go tag. Uh, I thought the, the tag, yeah, you had your element of the Guerrero and stuff, but it, it was skippable, exactly. And if Survivor Series was a superstar of the Ruthless era, um, I would go with the Bashams. They're full of gimmicks, full of gimmicks, but incredibly skippable. Yeah. Uh, now, coming out of uh, Survivor Series, uh, the, the boys of the Team Blue are not fucking very happy about how shit's gone down last night and they are backstage building it doesn't happen it would be interesting to see if it would have of Raw vs Smackdown for Wrestlemania because legitimately the boys from Team Blue are pissed off and they are pissed off and brought up three problems backstage number one Goldberg talking down to WWE Champion Brock Lesnar number two The Undertaker getting buried by Kane and number three Tajiri and Noble getting bumped off the card for Mark Cuban dish off the coaching arm yeah. Where Raw has looked stronger than SmackDown on three occasions. So Especially the Cruiserweight title being pinned. Very, very interesting to see where this goes. They should not have bumped that Cruiserweight title match. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. That match. Have that. Have everything that you had. Have completely everything that we had. But have that match starting the show. And have the second match being the Cena and, and, and Angle and Brock and Nathan Jones. Yeah. Fucking WWE is weird in 2003. But I think we'll leave it there. Um, Michael, hello, as always, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. Well, oh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. It's at RAM Podcast. That is it. And until next time, where we start the journey towards Armageddon and Evolution winning fucking everything. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then. My rhymes, my rhyme, my struggle, hustle, sweat in my blood too.